Hi, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the October 17th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're going to look at numbers 2368 through 2372 of the Catechism. 2368. A particular aspect of this responsibility concerns the regulation of procreation. For just reasons, spouses may wish to space the births of their children. It is their duty to make certain that their desire is not motivated by selfishness, but is in conformity with the generosity appropriate to responsible parenthood. Moreover, they should conform their behaviour to the objective criteria of morality. When it is a question of harmonising married love with the responsible transmission of life, the morality of the behaviour does not depend on sincere intention and evaluation of motives alone, but it must be determined by objective criteria, criteria drawn from the nature of the person and his acts, criteria that respect the total mutual meaning of mutual self-giving and human procreation in the context of true love. This is possible only if the virtue of married chastity is practised with sincerity of heart. 2369. By safeguarding both these essential aspects, the universe and the the, the unitive and the procreative, the conjugal act preserves in its fullness the sense of true mutual love and its orientation towards man's exalted vocation to parenthood. 2370. Periodic continence, that is, the methods of birth regulation based on self-observation and the use of infertile periods, is in conformity with the objective criteria of morality. These methods respect the bodies of the spouses, encourage tenderness between them, and favour the education of an authentic freedom. In contrast, every action which, whether in anticipation of the conjugal act or in its accomplishment, or in the development of its natural consequences, proposes, whether as an end or as a means, to render procreation impossible, is intrinsically evil. Thus, the innate language that expresses the total reciprocal self-giving of husband and wife is overlaid through contraception by an objectively contradictory language, namely that of not giving oneself totally to the other. This leads not only to a positive refusal to be open to life, but also to a falsification of the inner truth of conjugal love, which is called upon to give itself in personal totality. The difference, both anthropological and moral, between contraception and recourse to the rhythm of the cycle involves, in the final analysis, two irreconcilable concepts of the human person and of human sexuality. 2371. Let all be convinced that human life and the duty of transmitting it are not limited by the horizons of this life only. Their true evaluation and full significance can be understood only in reference to man's eternal destiny. 2372. The state has a responsibility for its citizens' well-being. In this capacity, it is legitimate for it to intervene to orient the, de- de- the demography of the population. This can be done by means of objective and respectful information, but certainly not 
by authoritarian coercive measures, the state may not legitimately usurp the initiative of spouses who have the primary responsibility for the procreation and education of their children. In this area, it is not authorised to employ means contrary to the moral law. Okay, so this is the um, the continuation of what we were looking at yesterday and this uh, this Christian understanding of marriage as being open to life. That Christian marriage is intrinsically open to life. And here I suppose you have to make the, the, the distinction between, um, because it's not always possible to have a child, um, well, first of all, apart from anything else, if the couple is unable to have a child, if there is a problem, a physical problem or whatever, then being open to life means that we acknowledge God as the author of life and sometimes he grants children, sometimes he doesn't. And uh, in a sense, it's not that we can, we have a right to a child, that we can then manufacture a child as happens in, through certain uh, procedures today like in vitro fertilization or this um, this procedure of um, uh, renting wombs, of having, uh, of paying a woman to bear the child for you, or this um, taking of um, I, I don't know uh, this these uh, new things that are there that are not in accordance with Christian morality, because Christian morality says that children ought to be born in marriage, and they ought to be born in a normal way, and that. While the doctors can help um, cases of infertility, that if a, a couple is infertile and is unable to conceive in the normal way, even with the help of doctors, then it's um, it's something that uh, they wait and see until God decides to give them children, if he decides to give them children, because not every couple will be able to have children. And that God's plan is one thing that we need to accept, we need to enter into, we need to be open to God's plan. It's not that we can decide, I want to have whatever, two and a half children and that's what I want to have. No, but that we accept God's will. And in this, sometimes it's not the ideal moment to have a child. And so the church is proposing here what it calls the natural methods for the regulation of procreation, uh, being the natural family planning as it's normally called, and not to use either sterilization uh, or to tie, tie the tubes of the woman or to um, for the man to get a vasectomy, not to use this and not to use artificial means of contraception as we saw yesterday, but to have the, the, that the couple uh, ought to be open to life. And by being open to life, every marital act should be open to life. And if this means for certain times, for, for, for serious motives, that they re- refrain from... Um, from intimacy so that they don't have a child in particular time this is something that needs to be done with deliberation with decision the couple need to talk to each other and um, f- find the help of specialists to help them with natural family planning as well and uh, and I suppose here the thing that it's saying as well is that we ought to be generous um, because people are very good at finding excuses not to have children to the decree that the Western world is dying. Europe, North America, Australia, um, the, the countries in the world where it is easiest to have children, where children have the best futures, in a sense that they have more possibilities of education, of healthcare, etc., are the countries where nobody is having children. That there is a whole um, um, 
implosion, a population implosion, uh, a demographic winter, and that, um, uh, you know, and that there are these, uh, the, the, this problem. I mean, there's books out there like What to Expect when nobody's expecting, because uh, society could collapse because of this. That this is uh, maybe more so than any other disease or financial problems. That the big challenge for um, for societies in the West and the in the next generation will be that there is that there are no children, there is no up and coming generation, that the uh, populations are shrinking radically in many in many countries, and then creating a vacuum that will pull in immigrants, and uh, really causing an imbalance, and that. Um, and that couples have to be very careful about not having children. Even when using the natural means, not to have children uh, is something serious. That couples are called to have children and to be generous in having children and to be open to the will of God. Um, again, uh, with a lot of prayer, with a lot of uh, study, with a lot of advice. And this is why it's important that we... Um, that we pay attention to this, that we try to find the will of God, because ultimately God is not out to cheat us. God is not out to take advantage of us. God's goal is not to make your life impossible, but is to bless your life and to give you everything you need and to give you peace. And for many people that will come through having children and maybe through having more children than society in general has. Again, society today, many places will have one child or maybe to say we'll have a boy and a girl and that's it. Um, and no, to be open to life, to have children so that society can continue and so that marriage can be what marriage should be, which is a place that is life-giving, a place that is generous, a reflection of God's generosity with the world. So again, these are things that take a lot of prayer a lot of discernment, many times a lot of struggle, and should be accompanied by uh, the wise advice of wise people. As I've said before on a number of occasions, it's not about finding a priest that will um, that will just rubber stamp whatever you've decided already, but to find people who can give you true advice, who can give you holy advice, and can help you to live the life that Christ is calling you to. So tomorrow we continue. And tomorrow we look at 2373 through 2379. God bless.